This is Dave Brown, and welcome to the Frontline Freedom Adventure Therapy Podcast. As an adventure therapy nonprofit organization, we cater to frontline workers, especially those in the public safety and healthcare sectors. On this podcast, we cover relevant topics to public safety and our frontline workers' overall health by exploring the mental health benefits gained through outdoor recreation, leadership development, and self-improvement. If you have a story you'd like to share, send us an email at podcast at frontlinefreedom.org. If you're looking for more information about Frontline Freedom Adventure Therapy Trips, check out our website at www.frontlinefreedom.org. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is Dave, and today I want to talk about misery and how misery relates to our happiness. Now, um, recently I stumbled upon a new concept as it pertains to our overall happiness, and what I want to share today is how that Uh, like I said earlier, how misery relates to our own happiness. And what I'm about to share may be considered controversial in the eyes of scholars. However, I do think there is value in exploring the concept a little bit further. So the concept is simple. In order to increase happiness, we must reduce misery. It's not a magical formula of trying to put on a happy face or write down three things that we are grateful for each day, yet simply reducing the amount of misery we feel each day. Now, I stumbled onto this topic as I was listening to the radio on my way to work the other day. The uh, host was explaining that he had a bad day and things just weren't working out for him on a personal level. So during the break, a a person called in to explain um, ideas that are commonplace in um, the field of positive psychology. And the host started arguing back that um, positive psychology doesn't always work because sometimes you're just not happy and you can't just put on that happy face and pretend that everything's great. So he said he uh, the host stated that sometimes it takes more than just pretending to be happy to actually make somebody happy. So as I thought about what he was actually saying, I started researching a little bit more into the topic of positive psychology and some of the kickback that is against it in the academic realm. And before I go further, I want to point out something. If some of the things that are discussed or encouraged using positive psychology actually work for you, then by all means please continue doing them. The intention of this podcast is to give you just another tool or a resource to use if you find yourself being unhappy um, and some of the self-help books or um, you know some of the other items on the market today just aren't necessarily working for you. So this idea about misery and happiness comes from Dr. Daniel Kahneman, who is an economist and a psychologist. And he has been studying the relationship between happiness and misery. And Dr. Kahneman argues that most people have the same amount of happiness each day or happy moments each day, regardless of how unhappy they feel. The difference becomes how many negative interactions they have in a day, as well as how they handle those negative interactions. Now, Dr. Kahneman goes on to explain that our brains are wired to look for negative interactions in nature. It's a trait that helped us stay alive by being able to spot danger thousands of years ago. So essentially, it's just an evolutionary trait to spot something that's different, um, that's negative, and we kind of hone in on it. So um, evidence of um, those traits still hold true today. So um, when when you think about a vacation that you've gone, uh, excuse me, when you think about a vacation that you've you've taken, you don't always think about the laughter or the fun that you had. Um, You might instead readily recall the flat tire you got on the way or the missed flight that started the vacation off on the wrong foot. The way in which we remember events tends to focus on things that didn't go right. And, you know, personally, one of the best trips I've ever had in my entire life was a motorcycle trip I took with a buddy out to the West Coast. And we made it to middle of nowhere, Oregon, and my buddy's bike had a flat tire. And 
without a doubt, I can tell you every event of that day, everything we did from the the time that you know we discovered that we had a problem to trying to find a, a replacement tire to trying to find a shop that we could get into. Um, and then ultimately, um, what we ended up doing is limping his bike to a shop. I took the tire off in the parking lot and just brought the tire in um, to the shop and had them change it there. But I remember every little detail about it. And in thinking back to it, that was a fun memory for me. But not everyone thinks of it as, as fun memories when they think of the things that went wrong. You know, when you think about the plane, the uh, the, the the plane that you missed because your flight was delayed or or whatever the case. You know, those are stressful times, but they stick out to us. So, I what I'm going to kind of tie it into another example. And chances are, a lot of you listening are either in public safety and perhaps law enforcement or not. But um, it's relatable. So if you think back to a time that you got a speeding ticket or if you um, unfortunately crashed your car, the chances are you're going to be able to recall most details about the day or the incident to include the weather, the demeanor of the officer or other minor details that surrounded the event. Conversely, if I ask you what you had for dinner two weeks ago on Wednesday, you probably won't remember what you had for dinner, let alone the weather or surrounding events that led up to it. So in an example given by Dr. Kahneman, he uh, talks about a story where he was talking to a man who attended a concert of his favorite um, group. And the gentleman went on to explain that at the end of the concert, there was a malfunction with the sound equipment resulting in a loud, unpleasant sound. The uh, man further went on to explain that it ruined the entire concert for him. Now, in the view of Dr. Kahneman, only the end of the concert was remembered when it did not go as planned. During the rest of the concert, the man was happy and enjoyed himself. So what can we learn about this observation and how it pertains to our happiness? We learn that we are generally unhappy, yet one misstep alters our entire perception of happiness, um, leading to feelings of unhappiness. And as Dr. Kahneman explains... If you want to truly be happy, focus not on trying to be happy, but instead focus on eliminating misery from your life. So that kind of takes us to a question of how exactly can we eliminate misery from our lives? And there's some things that I looked into that are kind of common and, um, you know, just little tips and tricks. They're like, I wouldn't even say that they're life hacks. In fact, um, one of the things that misery says to stop hacking your life and, you know, following all the blogs and everything else. So put that out to the side as well. But First, we have to know where the feelings of misery actually come from. And once we determine their source, we can alter how we react to uh, the incidents and proactively stop misery before it becomes what our brain remembers about an event. And one of the common sources of misery comes from disagreements with other people. And particularly those are um, close relationships. So coworkers, friends, family, or spouses. And when engaged in a disagreement, if we go into it assuming that we are wrong at the onset... Right. And that's that's kind of weird. Right. Entering it into an argument, assuming that you yourself are wrong, seems counterintuitive. But taking a position that you are wrong at the start eliminates the natural tendency to take a defensive stance during an argument. So the, the problem is, is that many as uh, many of us think that we are never wrong. We're always justified in what we do and what we say. And when we are confronted, our instinctual reaction is to become defensive. It's a reaction resulting in conflict and, you guessed it, increase in misery. So when you're about to, you know, hold your ground and, um, you know, prove somebody wrong, stop and instead say something to yourself like, you may be right, or I can understand your point, although I don't agree with it, um, and move on from there. Another source of misery comes from our own sabotage of a situation. If you think back to the last time you were people watching or maybe observed somebody do something differently than the way that you would have done it, 
chances are you had a conversation with another onlooker and it went something like, you know, I wouldn't have done it that way, or this person's an idiot, look at what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We become incredibly um, critical of other people in the way in which they, they perform duties and tasks the way that are differently than the way we, we would do them. So when we are critical of others, that increases our cynicism and I hate to tell you, but righteous indignation rarely leads to happiness. If you look for the good in others, being careful not to judge others so harshly for doing something differently than you would have, we can reduce our misery. And another one, um, another one of the tips that was in there on how to reduce misery was pretty self-explanatory, but stop watching so much news. And I shouldn't have to explain why, but the news has become such a depressing place. It's easy to become frustrated or annoyed at the state of the world today simply by watching the news. In fact... I have yet to find anyone who ever said how happy they were once they saw the news. And if you think back, um, I'll show my age a little bit here, but if I think back to when I was a kid, you had like the five o'clock news and the 11 o'clock news, and then you had the morning news and that was it. There were no other 24 hour news channels. And you know, those, they were just starting as I was, a, as I was a kid and nobody really watched them. Um, and people seem to be happier then. And now we are bombarded. I mean, there's, several different 24 hour news channels that it's just the same stuff over and over and over and over. Um, and it just increases our feelings of misery. Um, another tip is to stop isolating ourselves. And this is really, um, specifically geared towards cops. Um, if you haven't noticed, cops tend to only hang out and talk to other cops. Eventually, we even shut ourselves off from our own spouses, and we just go and talk about war stories with our buddies. But yet, when our spouse asks us, hey, how was your day? You know, we typically just say, it was fine. It was just another day. Don't care. But yet, we see a buddy of ours in the grocery store, and next thing you know, we're telling war stories. Or, hey, did we ever catch that dude from last night? Or whatever the case may be. Um, and, and we tend to isolate ourselves from other people. And the, the problem with that is that humans don't just survive, but they actually thrive on human contact. And every single one of us needs a support system. And whoever it is, stop isolating yourself and don't reject help when it's offered because people connect happiness primarily to the company of others. And um, that was actually a quote from Dr. Kahneman in his studies is that people connect happiness primarily to the company of others. Along with that, we have to stop being people pleasers. And there's a good chance you spend a lot of your time trying to make sure everyone is happy around you. And reality is we shouldn't do that. Pissing some people off is sometimes a good thing. It means that you're doing something right. Your self-worth shouldn't be dependent upon the acceptance of others. Yet we all do it because we all crave, um, you know, our, our social space in the world where we want to feel accepted by others. And the reality is that's not an attainable goal. Sometimes we just have to be ourselves and move forward and accept the fact that, okay, the way that I do this may not be the way that you would do it. And you may not like me for that. And you know what? Sometimes that's okay. Agree to disagree and move on. Kind of goes back to the first point when you're entering an argument, say, I can see your point. I don't agree with it. Move on. And one of the last things that uh, Dr. Kahneman talks about is to stop comparing yourself to other people and you're your own person. End of story. So, when we start comparing ourselves to other people as a reference point, our standard of happiness declines because, um, you know, we, we start looking at, okay, this person was here. Why am I not there? And that can lead to those, um, you know, feelings of misery and increase those things. So 
I get this was kind of a short podcast, but I found it is an interesting topic and I've started implementing some of these things in my day. Um, you know, in particular, the one where I'm not trying to convince other people that I'm right. That seems to be the biggest thing for me. And I've actually stopped watching the news completely. Um, I'll read it just so I know what's going on um, in my world, in my area. I don't want to be completely out left field, but um, I don't watch the news like I used to. And I, I got to tell you, there's something to be said about it. I do feel happier. Um, I reduce the amount of time I spend scrolling Facebook because, believe it or not, social media is the devil. Um, and I know we use it here at Frontline Freedom to kind of, you know, reach out to people, which, you know, devil-edged sword. Um, don't mindlessly scroll. Have a purpose for doing what you're doing. So, Hopefully some of these tips help you out. And again, it's not about trying to be happy all the time. Sometimes just reducing your misery can actually do the trick. So as always, if you have another topic you want to listen to, shoot us an email at uh, podcast at frontlinefreedom.org. Take care of yourselves and stay safe. Thanks for listening to this episode of Frontline Freedom Adventure Therapy Podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share, send us an email at podcast at frontlinefreedom.org. And if you're looking for more information on Frontline Freedom Adventure Therapy trips, check out our website at www.frontlinefreedom.org.